Is there a different risk management you used when you first started to a different risk management that you're using now? You've been trading for 15 years. So welcome guys to the trader over the shoulder. Today I'm with the old man. Experienced. Experienced, man. <laughs> um, we're going to talk a little bit about the risk management side of trading because I know I've got a lot of questions. And Mickey's always going on a bit about correct risk management. And it's something that all of us youngsters kind of forget about or don't actually pay attention to too much. Right. Um, so in your eyes, what is risk management? We'll start from the very beginning. I know you wanted to go into it in a little bit of a different way, but what is risk management? And so yeah, uh, risk management, let's take it regardless uh, the trading aspect, right? Okay. So let's go to day-to-day -day life. Okay. Everything you do in life involves risk, right? Yeah. Literally everything. From the moment you went to sleep, you're taking a risk not to wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Taking a risk that the ceiling might fall and smash your head. I hope not. Well, maybe in Hopefully. my apartment it would. <laughs> <laughs> when you're uh, driving to work. In Israel, there, are, there is uh, 30%, around 30% chance of an accident when you're driving. Yeah. So it might be like a, a tiny accident, not a big one. But at the end, this is the risk that you're taking. You're going on a flight, you're visiting your, uh, your folks, mm -hmm. right? There's a chance that the plane will crash. You can check the numbers because they they're out there it's out there in Google. But at the end, every single thing that you do, uh, you have a girlfriend, you decided to get married, uh, you quit your job, Pretty you risk. found a new job, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to uh, risk in life, the only thing that really matters is the probability. What are the odds? What are the chances for it? Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, if you think about it this way, you kind of realize that it's not about winning or losing. It's about choosing, if you're taking it to the trading part, it's about choosing uh, the right trade with the probability that it would work in your favor or the less risk. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, now everything, now, now you said that kind of everything I've been doing for the last couple of days, you know, I'm thinking, what kind of risk did I actually take, you know? And I kind of, I do, I do see it, you know, with the things that we eat, the fact that, you know, I drive a, I drive a motorbike, I mm -hmm. don't, I don't wear anything other than a helmet, you know, that's already, you know, we take those calculated risks, to be honest, it's the same when we're going into trading as well, we're taking those calculated risks and, yeah. I don't think there should be too much of a, a difference between the risks that we're... Not yeah, you're saying there shouldn't be any all. difference. Yeah, because at the end, you just risk that you decided to take because you know or uh, you don't know, but you're still uh, taking that risk because this is what you need to do or you, you, know, you want to go to work and you live uh, an hour um, away, so you got to take the... You know, maybe the train, it would be safe safer but you're risking and you're going to the car driving and you know uh, you got 30 percent of not making it or at least a um, yeah. minor accident so if you think of it this way it's all about probability so 
how do you how do you um, take this probability to your trading? For example, let's say you're trading um, flags, right? Mm -hmm. This is your thing. This is what you do. You like to do that. Fine. Mm -hmm. So you're taking the last hundred trades that you made, two hundred trades that you made, the same flag every single time. Obviously, minor changes, mm -hmm. different stocks or um, you know different setups but still flags and then you calculate what are the chances what are the odds for it to be positive uh, above your uh, entry price mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and as soon as you know that then you know okay the next time you will see a flag you know that these are the chances that it will go to your favor you know what is the risk that you take 70% of the time it uh, would be a winner or just close above your uh, execution price. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're taking one to two, two to three, whatever, one to three or whatever. But Risk of all, like one yeah. to one to Doesn't two. Doesn't even matter. We're not all. talking about that yet. Yeah. We're just talking about closing above your entry price. Mm. And what are the chances for it to, like, what's the risk yeah. um, of it not to close the, above your entry price? At least, I guess you can only do that though if you have stats. You know, if let, let's say you're a trader that you've been trading for a while and you haven't been taking the proper stats, you know, okay, roughly, you know, I'm good at trading flags, but you haven't got the proper stats. Really, you can only find that out if you're journaling and you're taking the steps to. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's that's the basic. The basic is the journaling. You cannot win if you don't have that. Yeah, you just can't. <laughs> You might get lucky from time to time, but you cannot really win if you don't know what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses, right? Yeah. And with heavy thing, you're doing nothing. Just mm -hmm. take the normal thing that you do in life, but your work here, mm -hmm. right? You have data of how many um, traders you help, mm -hmm. uh, push them forward or whatever how many people i speak to how many people yeah no. yeah all about that so. yeah so as soon as you get that um it's easier to start building up a plan saying okay now i know that 70 percent of the time it will close above my entry price now let's see what happened after the trade so i took that trade i'm going back to that trade and seeing okay if i Entered here, I could have taken a partial, the first partial, or or the end of the move was right here, uh, three times my risk, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, what about the last, uh, the one before it, and the uh, one before that? So as soon as you have those numbers, you can understand. Okay, most of my trades with those flags mm -hmm. will work with a seventy percent uh, probability that it will close above my entry price. Mm -hmm. And from those 70%, 50% will uh, reach 2 to 1, mm -hmm. 3 to 1 or whatever. Yeah. Let's say I haven't got those stats. What is the risk management I'd be using before I've got those stats where I can put some size on? Is there a different risk management you used when you first started to a different risk management that you're using now? You've been trading for 15 years. Yeah, definitely, you know, I always tell the, the guys sometimes when teaching or whatever, so I always tell them, start with some 
so so-called uh, random number random number and from that get your stats so for example mm -hmm. uh, when i first started i did a one-to-one -one ratio okay but i had um, roughly 77 78% success rate on the one to one yeah because it's a one to one so yeah. it's easier to win mm -hmm. it's easier to get uh, higher success rate and those one like scalps or you do yeah, yeah pretty much scalps and so but you know if um, for example i had like 65% of success rate mm -hmm. and go to one to one so i would probably go break even if not losing yeah. Because it's not really one-to-one, -one, you know, your slippage when you enter in, when you exit in, you got the commission, so, so it's not really one-to-one, -one, no matter how you uh, play with it. But if you have a high success rate, then you can be profitable. Mm -hmm. So um, you can start with one-to-one, -one, but it's much harder um, to be profitable. Mm -hmm. So what I usually recommend is go with one to 1.5. Mm -hmm. 1.5 with 53, 54% success rate, mm -hmm. you can start making some money. Mm -hmm. Now, as soon as you understand that and you have those stats, you can start, you know, you have numbers that will tell you that you can take, that's what I did, you can take, um, I was with the 1 to 1, then I moved to 1 to 0 0.2, then mm -hmm. 1 to 0.4, then 1 to 0.5, 7.7, Point eight, wow, uh, and so on. And when you, the more that you go up, obviously, must be the, the probability went down as well that you're reaching those levels. Where was your like, where was like that sweet spot that you were hitting the trades the so, most? So, at least um, up until now, I reached the point when I'm taking a, a 2.3. Okay. Sorry, a 2.23. Yeah. And um, my. Last year it was a 63.4 success rate. Okay. So 0.4 success rate. Mm -hmm. so that was a good place for me to be because this uh, success rate was pretty yep. good. I mean, and also the the ratio is great. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is that obviously, as like you mentioned, that as more as you you want to reach higher level then the probability of the chances of you to win that trade diminish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of hard psychologically at the first, um, when you first start to play with, because this is why I went to one-to-one -one ratio, because it's easier for me to see success rate, mm -hmm. higher success rate, mentally, I mean, mm -hmm. right? From seven, from 10 trades that you take in, seven of them will win and three, you will lose money. So you wanted the start to get stats as fast as possible without as much risk. Because I remember you telling me that, you know, I, I, when I first got into trading, I didn't take the steps, you know, like Sal said, in our last podcast to have smaller size and just get in the stats. I actually went in <clears throat> risking quite big on quite a lot of leverage straight away. Right. Which was the downfall because at the start I had quite a lot of success, which is actually the worst thing as a new trader is to have at the start, have loads yes. of success. Um, and then you're over, you're a little bit cocky, a little bit overconfident. And then you have that, that quite a big, big blow. Yeah. But you suggest at the start, if you haven't got the stats, you said you were, you were only starting trades with only like 70 bucks or yeah. risking only like 
really up to a hundred. Okay, until you've done like let's say a hundred trades or I got that. Start working with that. Yeah. The the thing is that if you so if you start with the one to one and you go to a higher success rate, mm. then you feel more comfortable to trade because you know you're gonna win more time. Yeah. And at the beginning, at least, this is something that is very important for you. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the the learning curve continue and you uh, evolve as a trader. Then you say, okay, you know what? I can skip ten percent success rate, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, change, change it or yeah, exactly. With uh, push higher my uh, my ratio basically. So yeah. just taking taking more when I'm making on each trade, but losing uh, a little bit mm-hmm. on the success rate. Yeah. And how's it, how's your your risk management changed now? Because, you know, I'm always looking over your shoulder, looking at the stocks that you're trading, like every single day, um, and I don't see a stop loss. Right. You used the. You said you know, we talked about this before. Like, yeah. obviously, everybody at, at the beginning, it's good to have a stop loss there because you don't understand, you know, where the market can shift really fast and can. Right. But you don't use a stop loss anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, at some point, you just. Don't use our hard stop loss most of the time. Yeah. But sometimes I will, but uh, most of the time, if you're in front of the computer mm-hmm. and you already know, maybe, and this is a great episode for the next podcast, mm-hmm. you're know, talking about strategies and, uh, yeah. and managing a, a trade, mm-hmm. and you already know what you're going to do before you execute a trade. Mm-hmm. This is something that also uh, Saul talked about. It, uh, last episode so you're not just randomly click the button and get in the trade right mm-hmm. you have a plan you know where you're going to enter you know what what is the dollar risk that you're taking how many shares you need to buy how many lots um, you know what will happen at least in your head right there's mm-hmm. the scenario that you plan you know that okay if i entered here and it will drop to this point what i should do if it will go up uh, to my favor what I should do, and all of that. So as soon as you got this plan covered, then you know that you don't really need a, a real hard stop loss because if the price will drop, you know where you should head or just get up. Get up, yeah. So would would you put a stop loss on? I don't want to go too far into the, the nitty gritty, but when you put in a stop loss, would you put it at the exact point where you're Invalidate, or would you put it a little bit lower and say, okay, if price gets to this area, then I know I should start looking about getting out, and then the stop loss is just there, just in case of an emergency to take you out, or just to take you out straight away when you're invalid. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, or doesn't it matter? It does matter. The, the thing is that when you're trading, depends on what you're trading. Okay. If you're trading, um, you know, a very volatile asset. Mm-hmm. Then you might want to, you know, take out the stuff because there's a lot of time, you know, stop pumps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like shakeouts and stuff yeah. like that. So if you're aware of that, you can easily be out in case you place your hard stop to the system. Mm-hmm. It will take you out and then bounce up. Now, what you should do, if we're already covering that, what you should do is obviously, even if you put your stop loss in, 
took you out. You understand that uh, it was a, a stop on mm -hmm. the, the shakeout. You understand that the, the parameters are still at your favor. The risk, the probability of the risk is lower, mm -hmm. still lower, or maybe even more than that. Then you need to go ahead and you execute. Go back yeah, gotta execute the trade again. One option. Second option, you don't have the stop loss. You see that it's uh, been playing around the, the level that you mark, and you're adding or just leaving it that way as soon as it starts uh, rising to your favor. Mm -hmm. so, uh, but this is again maybe more of a trade management. Trade management part. Yeah, I think the trade management part, I have a lot of questions because that's probably the, the hardest thing as well in my trading is over managing a trade or yeah i think the, the, the micromanaging the trade which is probably the big detriment on trading in a whole you know makes a lot of damage to your to your trading you know over over managing a trade but we'll go into that but it, it, it all depends if you build up the scenarios before executing the trade if you're executing the trade and now you're starting to manage it then most likely, before, yeah, right? yeah, you're uh, creating this uh, a problem here because you're trying to, um, you know, taking a making a decision, um, a rational decision, but you're actually seeing your money. So uh, you know, you're in a different mindset yeah, while you're mindset is irrational. Irrational. So let's say you're going into the market. You've woken up. You sat at the computer, you're doing all your pre-market stuff. What are the things that you're looking at? What is the risk management you're thinking about? What is the scenarios that you're looking at um, before you're taking that trade? Because like you just said, something that I would see a setup that I'm used to used to trading. I know my risk, do my position sizing, so I know how much I'm going to lose. I've never thought about doing scenarios in my head that what could happen in that trade yeah. something that is literally right now that i've just just said it's kind of i mean i mean yeah it's part of the deal it's like you know i started climbing boulder climbing yeah right so one of the most important things that we're doing there that my teacher is um, teaching me about is planning the you know how the to execute the, the, uh, the route yeah the route yeah, yeah. Uh, that, so basically, before I even start, so he's saying, okay, go ahead and climb this uh, route, right? And what I need to do before I'm starting putting my hands and uh, legs is basically understanding how the routes go mm -hmm. and uh, and how should I execute, where I need to put my left and where I need to put my right hand mm -hmm. and so on, where do I move my body to this side and stuff like that. So it's the same thing. You got to plan and understand what you're going to do every single uh, scenario that you can think of. Maybe not all of them will occur, but you got to have it in mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. And you're doing uh, all of that in your pre-markets. You've got a couple of pre-market stuff on YouTube showing what you do in the pre-market. Yeah, definitely. Uh, go ahead and check them out. And uh, by the way, if we're already talking about that, we have more uh, episodes um, so you, you can watch them as well or listen on spotify apple yeah. podcast and all of them yeah and um, 
Yeah, we would appreciate if you like it, subscribe, maybe you share it with your friends. Yeah, all the pre-market stuff. I've got my head so far. I, I actually started with, with crypto. The first kind of trading that I've, I ever started it was, you know, buying Bitcoin and then Ripple and then started trading that was like five years ago. And now I'm kind of going, because of you, I started looking at stocks and started looking at futures. And, you know, it's opened just a whole world of like, just new instruments and new behaviors in the market. And it's it's actually quite hard to to not get distracted with all of the other things that you can trade and kind of stick on one thing. Yeah. Um, for a beginner, you reckon it's better to stay on one asset and learn that asset before going on to the other things? Because I know you, you have a scanner. You're scanning like 3,000 stocks all at one time and then you're picking up the hot stocks of the day. So... Yeah. What, what do you reckon? Uh, what would your be answer answer for that? Stick on one asset to start off with, and then go on to other things, or if you've got a strategy and stuff, go on to everything. I mean, if we are talking about risk management, it's also uh, what you're saying is also one of the uh, one of the things of risk management. Yeah. So basically, should I um, take a risk and you know cover more stocks or more assets? Yeah. Okay. Or should I? Uh, focus on one, and then I know, you know, if I'm going every day, if I'm going on a plane, I know what's the probability for it to crash. Mm -hmm. Same, the same plane every single day, mm -hmm. the same stock every single day, the same uh, flag every single day. Obviously, the the probability can change, let's say, because of market conditions. Uh, you know, it's winter time, and there are. Uh, storms and stuff like that. So instead of 18% of the probability uh, that, that the train, that the plane would crash, yeah. uh, you have now 21%, right? So it could change, but you know where is, uh, you know what's in the box, you know how much um, probability you have, mm -hmm. what's the probability that you have the risk that you take. Mm -hmm. But when you're trying to run a lot of scenarios, a lot of assets, it's much harder basically to get into that and uh, understanding really what's the probability. So I would definitely recommend focus on something. Just focus on what? Yeah. Um, yeah. You will see definitely the, the better results. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. It's, it's difficult when you've got so many, you're open to a whole new world and you've got, you know, I've got some people that have shown me the DAX, and DAX is quite a fun fun market to trade and then I'm seeing you trading Twitter and all of these and you're making lots of, you know, it's it's inviting, but I think staying staying in one asset kind of really uh, will help myself, but also help if you're a beginner trader as well, I reckon. With the amount of traders that I see as well um, in the fibers, sticking on one asset is, will help in, you know, opening loads of different trades on loads of different pairs and things like that, so. Yeah. Uh, it will definitely be the right call for the for the beginners. Yeah, uh, just stick to one asset, two assets at the top. Uh, one definitely one market. So yeah. if you're trading stocks, don't do forex. If you're trading forex, don't do stocks. At the beginning, talking at the beginning. Obviously, at the time, you know, you've been trading for six months, a year, two years, five, ten, and definitely go ahead and check other markets. Yeah. I started trading uh, futures probably five years ago. Mm -hmm. you know, all 
up until then, and I just traded stocks. And then I added uh, futures. And then um, a couple of months ago, I started doing some options. So what do you think about leveraging? Because you you trade only only spot. And I always ask you, why would you only trade why you only trade spot when you can go into futures and you can get, you know, like 10 leverage or a hundred leverage, you know? I think leverage is a little bit like a drug. Yeah. Because you get used to you get used it to is. big numbers really fast. Yeah. Um then going down to smaller numbers, it's like really difficult mentally to get by. But what do you think of, of leverage um, in a whole? I mean, like any leverage in life, you know, you go to the bank, you take a loan, yeah, because you want to buy a house, right? Like get the mortgage. That's a leverage. Yeah. Right? But it's a good one because you're investing and you're taking you know, you own a property <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. And so if you're using leverage the right way, it will be great. Okay. Most people like you like you said, getting addicted to that leverage, it's like a drug, mm -hmm. and they continue to um, consume it mm -hmm. more and more, right? And when you're doing that, um, and it starts to be out of your control, started getting out of your control, then Just you will blow up. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's fine to use that leverage, but at the end, it's all about what you're risking per uh, the same day that you're trading, what the what's the total risk on the account and stuff like that. Um, just use the leverage because you can use it, but don't don't uh, feel you need to use it. You know? What do you reckon is a, an appropriate leverage, or is this something that is really personal to the person? First, definitely. Okay. Because you know, trading is individual uh, thing. Yeah. So uh, everyone got his own tolerance, risk tolerance, or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, we usually in stocks, we usually look at it as a buying power. Yeah. So the broker usually gives like a four time or five time uh, your account. Right? Okay. So if you have one hundred thousand, that's uh, four time you can trade it for. Uh, and um, that's fine, but to be honest, usually I don't use the full potential of the, the leverage most of the time. Now, I can be more aggressive if I'm looking for a way to improve. I can definitely be a little bit more aggressive than mm -hmm. what I got, but still, you don't really need to go all the way in and take the full leverage, take the full uh, buying power. It's there, but you don't need to use it. Yeah. Use it when you need it. You know? Okay. What is the, the biggest mistake you would see? Because you, you teach a lot of people, obviously, with Mickey stocks, and you know, you sit down with a lot of like people one on one. What's the biggest mistake you see when it comes to? risk management in newer traders and then what do you see in, in more advanced traders as well because i know it's very different probably a newer trader has a very different risk management problems than somebody who's been trading 10 15 years yeah definitely that's a great question i mean first if the state of mind is not uh focused on the probability it's focused on winning and losing money in the beginning yeah definitely mm -hmm. yeah. 
like we mentioned before, the, you gotta look at risk as something that is uh, with you the whole time. Doesn't matter what you do, it will be there. And the only thing that you need to understand is how much is that risk, uh, what is the probability for that risk to happen. That's the thing that you need to know. And then you say, okay, there's a chance of 10% that they, uh, I'll get that risk, you know, mm -hmm. I'll hit that wall. Uh, so I can take that risk or not. Mm -hmm. first, that's different with the first thing. State of mind, understanding the risk part, mental. Yeah. Um, for others, it will be that they're not working with data, so they don't really know like if it should take uh, two to one or three to one and so on. And uh, I guess for people that are more advanced that have been trading for a while, it's just uh, managing the risk by just understanding how much really risk they can take, like dollar-wise, um, and place on that trade. So basically becoming more aggressive, becoming more uh, bigger than what they had. So it's a, it's a mental game. Again, you, you got to play with the, the levels, right? Mm -hmm. Risking fifty dollars at the beginning, twenty dollars, ten dollars, and you move into one fifty, five hundred, a thousand, or whatever. So sometimes you just need to find the courage, or you know, just push yourself. The tolerance, yeah, yeah. Push the tolerance to a higher level. And when you're at the, I'm going to go back to the beginning. What are the steps then through the risk management? So. You check and you get to the computer, you, you see us you see us that's set up, then you risk in one percent of your account, you'd say. I mean, first of all, it's um <coughs> it's a RPD, right? It's a risk. So you risk day. per day. Yeah. So you do a percentage of the risk that you are willing to lose in that day? In a day, yeah. In a day. Yeah. Okay. So for example, you take in uh, two percent, three percent, five percent, doesn't matter risk from your account. Yeah. You're risking for the same day. Okay. At that point, you're saying, okay, those are the flags that we said about before. Those are the flags that I usually trade. This is the best part. Uh, this is what I know that have um, a lower probability of risk, mm -hmm. higher probability of success. Mm -hmm. And now I can put 30%, 40% of my RPD or risk per day. Somebody is in drawdown. Um, they're trying to bring their account back right now. I speak to so many people that are stuck in drawdown. Um, their risk management has just gone out the window. You know, they're now risking more to get the account back. Right. Then they're in more drawdown. How, if I'm a trader, I'm in drawdown right now. How am I getting out of my my drawdown? What risk management? How because my how can my risk management adjust to that particular situation? Right. So you reach a, a drawdown, right? Yeah. What happened along that way, from zero to minus five thousand? Okay. First, understand that what happened mentally, technically, something happened there, right? Either you you wasn't um, you, know, you didn't find the right trade to take. You didn't. Manage your risk uh, properly before. First place, yeah. um, you put on the bigger size than you, that you can take, stuff like that. Understand their, their 
way, there is a route that got you to that point. Now, at minus $5,000 or whatever, yeah. your state of mind is what? I'm losing. You're up till, yeah, yeah. Just thinking, how am I going to get this back? That's what I would be thinking anyway. Right. Are you getting back? Um, am I good at training? Can I really make it? So basically, lots of other stuff that involve um, confidence. So what you need to do is build up your confidence. How do you build up your confidence from a place when you're um, losing the streak? Yeah. So first, you can go down um, to a one-to-one -one ratio. Okay. So while you do that, you're increasing your success rate. The money is irrelevant. Again, the money is literally in trading irrelevant. Okay. To trading. It's only about making the right decision, managing the right, so basically making the right decisions. So if you put the money aside, you want to build your confidence. How do you do that? You do that by increasing your success rate. You see that it's working for your trade. So take one to one. Now you're making 70%. Now you know that you're capable of trading. Again, with uh, the numbers, like the dollar that you're risking will be lower. If you're risking 100 trades up until now, from, the, from zero to 5,000, minus 5,000, $100 per trade, let's say, then risk half of it, risk even uh, yeah. quarter of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But increase your risk, uh, increase your success rate. Because uh, once you see it's possible, then the confidence build and from that point you can start riding the wave again. After you see that you're making 70% or 65% success rate, okay, go ahead from 1 to 1, go to 1 to 0.2, 1 to 0.4. Analyze the trade that you're making, see if you could have made 1 to 0.7 and so on and so on. Just a progress. It's a long process long progress. So if you stick with that, you will be able to get back on the horse and continue from there. But it's hard, you know. No, it's, it's definitely hard. I think as well when you go into a you go into a big drawdown and yeah, you you say to yourself all of these things that are just totally negative, and you're trying to get money, trying to get the money back, putting yourself into a deeper hole. I think some of the times the best thing to do is leave the computer and just take a break. And I speak to a lot of traders that it's it's hard for them to, to take that break. You know, they will go, they'll come back, and then it's revenge trading straight away. And it's their risk is just all over the place. So the first thing that they do, they think of getting back that money. Yeah. This is not the game. Getting back that money is not the game. The game is making the right decisions with the right risk, understanding the risk in front of you. Mm -hmm. that, that's the game. So what's the game of trading or overall? The, that's that's, the, that's the, the game of trading overall? Literally, that's the game. Making decision, the right decision live mm -hmm. and managing understanding and managing the risk. Do you reckon when you become a better trader and you're mitigating risk correctly, do you reckon that makes you a better person than 
managing life situations as well? Um, it's a good one. I mean, I guess maybe subconsciously. Subconsciously, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess it would have affected. But you know, there are there are you know, people that are very good at basketball, but can't. Uh, I don't know. I don't have that. <laughs> they're good at basketball, but they're not good at training. Not <laughs> training, but something similar to basketball, but you yeah. know, but not making it, but not a good driver. Yeah, yeah. Although I can definitely uh, definitely see um, good uh, good correlation between a good driver and a good trainer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because at the end, you see, you know. It's a correlation. You make a decision, live decision, mm -hmm. right? In real time, mm -hmm. you have someone in front of you on the road, um, just pressing on the, the brakes, mm -hmm. and um, you need to react mm -hmm. very fast. And calculate stuff in your head. Mm -hmm. You cannot even aware of. You can't. It's, it's an understandable risk. It's actually funny. It's like a lot of people say. A lot of. Um, you know, sport, sports people, a lot of um, athletes right. are good at, you know, have potential to be good traders. And a lot of people go from, from that into trading, they actually find a lot of success. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that's from the discipline side or the kind of competitive side as well. Yeah, and there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of parameters that are pretty much equal. Yeah. Making decision in real time, um, you know, analyzing your surrounding, the, the market conditions of the uh, of that field that they are doing, or, you know, yeah, the risk that you're taking, stuff like that. So to to wrap it all up, then the kind of summary. If I'm a I'm the new trader, before I get into before I'm even start thinking about putting size, I'm lowering my risk. I get to the trade, I'm looking at the trade, I'm figuring out how much I want to risk on the trade, I'm figuring out the scenarios that could potentially happening. Mm -hmm. And then I'm actually getting into the trades and I'm building up my database of what is successful for me, what is not. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, I'm growing, I'm putting on more size and increasing. And, and that would be for the for the beginner trader and for the more advanced trader, because I know we have a lot of people that are at different levels of trading, especially listening. More advanced trader is more looking at the data and seeing how they can improve with the data. How can they get, basically, how can they get bigger? How they can yeah. get bigger. That's a whole other different and a difficult task to, uh, to do, because at the end, you know, you reach that level. Maybe we talked about it even before. You reach a certain level that you're okay with, yeah. you're comfortable with, right? You're making money and all of that. Mm -hmm. But at the end, if we are talking about that it's not about making money, money, then it's about improvement and being better at what you're doing. And you need to increase the, the dollar, or not the dollar, but the dollar amount or the risk amount yeah, yeah. that you're taking because we want to perform better. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, what you said is perfectly. Super easy to do. Yeah, super easy. Just every just trading super. I, I it's like every time I look at like uh, 
somebody trading or if you've got you know loads of YouTube videos of people live trading and stuff. And it looks, you know, it makes it look so easy. Trading is just total opposite, you know. I, that's what I think. Trading is a hard thing to do. It's not an easy thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely my favorite. Yeah, there you go. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. All right, thank you, guys. Um, thanks to Mickey, uh, as always. And I think the next one we're going to do, the next one with trade management. So I, uh, I want to pick your brain about trade management. Go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. So the next episode will be on trade management. Um, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Take Bye. care.